Yeah, so, I just want to know if he's got like those Jesus kind of sandals on and little khaki shorts with oh, dude, cargo that, shorts. Of course he does. That would be fantastic. Yeah. All right, little retro music coming in. Happy May the 4th, everybody. I'm Dwight Couch. This is Chris Payton. Down below is Jason Shepard. And this is the ultimate Star Wars cross rip on May the 4th. We are taking the Culture Cast time slot and we're sliding in a little do or do not for a ultimate crossover of the Powerbomb Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Star Wars. And uh, Chris Payton, how was your week, sir? It was good. We switched over to 10-hour workdays, so... I'm trying to get used to that Monday through Thursday and get a three-day weekend, so I like it so far. Oh, well, that's not bad. I would that would be okay. Yeah. Jason, oh, you, my friend, have been busier busier than all get out. Well, I've had a terrible week. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's that's way to kick us off. Yeah, but uh, other than work, everything else is just top-notch, phenomenal. So, yeah. Cool. So tell us, uh, tell us about the shows you've been. Did you meet anybody cool? Do you got any awesome stories to share with us about the last two events you've been to? Well, if I heard you correctly through all the AOL dial-up sounds that you just gave off with your connection, I <laughs> Frankfurt's you, finest, baby. I believe that you asked me if I met anybody cool at the last two events and if they were good. Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, no, there was, uh, you all, well, I met, I met a ton of cool people. Uh, the, these were not events where like celebrities were there. Right. So it was just, you know, but, um, <clears throat> this past weekend I had a, uh, I had a, an event in, uh, Maryville, Tennessee, little Maryville. And I've never been there and it's essentially Knoxville. And, uh, I, I'd never been there. And, um, I went out for this event called Retro Fest, and I was like, "Well, hold the hold the phone. If you're going to have an event called Retro Fest, I have to be a part of it somehow." So I, I got in, got on the books, went out and did it, and you know what? It was, it was, it was great. I mean, like, it was at this really cool. It was it was underneath this bookstore called the Book and the Bird. So there was like this bookstore. I'm talking. I'm talking. This bookstore was like. 395 paperbacks of like crime noir novels with the cool artwork on the front the floors in the place creaked when you walked like it was super cool next door to it was a coffee shop and then underneath it was like a bar venue where the event took place and uh yeah we had retro fest down there and there was a lot of vhs vendors which was really cool and all kinds of different things but I was like kind of the only artist there and uh, it worked in my favor because I did really well that weekend and uh, I just met so many cool people and, 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 and all the vendors were really cool and all my neighbors that were vendors were just super awesome. And uh, It's almost like anybody you'd meet at that would be cool just because they're like-minded individuals. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we were all on that same page for the, uh, for the event, man. So it was, it was just a, it was just a fun time, but, uh, I did really well and, and had a nice little, 
little getaway for the weekend, so stayed in a really exquisite mainstay suites. Um, but you know what? It was nice enough. Uh, I had an old Charlie's like within a one minute walking distance next door, so whatevs. I went and grabbed a burger after. Don't need a DD there. Listen, you got that right, pal. Um, Just make sure you can stagger back to the hotel. Well, here's the deal. I tried to drink that night. I tried. I was like, oh, I had a good night. Oh, it was an awesome day. I'm going to get some beers. And I got some beers and I went back to the hotel and I popped a beer off and I was like, yeah, let's stay up and drink and have fun. And my girlfriend's in bed and I'm like, it's cool. I'm just going to be quiet and not keep her up and I'm going to hang out. And I was in bed by like 10, 30, 11. Like, oh, I was man kicked so in. tired. <laughs> I couldn't like, even make yeah. it through the first. Yeah, I couldn't even make it through the first year. I was like, dude. Well, I was I was driving three hours and running on like four hours sleep. So, yeah, it was. Uh, but no, it was it was a cool event, man. It was really cool. Um, good good weekend. So, but I am looking forward to a nice chill weekend where I don't have any obligations and nowhere to go and nothing to do. And, uh, <clears throat> In, uh, in the world so so are we going to get any derby illustrations this weekend you are not because i gotta be honest with you i could give <laughs> i'm gonna say hello with you there yeah i could give and i got, yeah, I got to... friends out of state and out of country talking about the derby i'm like you know I'm, no i don't care i've never been you too. I could, no, have no you desire. all ever been? No let desire. me ask you this: Have either of y'all actually ever been to like Keeneland or anything? I've never been. Yeah, I went to Ke- well when I was a kid. Like, I, I, my parents would go to Keeneland and I would go, but I haven't been since. I've never, I've never been. Had no desire to go. Have no desire to go in the Derby. Have no desire to do Derby breakfast and all that stuff they do downtown yeah. either. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, I just went for work. Well, I just drove up there one time during the day, dropping off equipment and supplies for some electricians and. That's the only time I've ever stepped foot in Kingland. See, now I work all the time, and we do things with the horse park and things like that, so we're very involved. But Derby, traditionally in the car industry, at least in Kentucky, the Derby, it is, there's nobody. It's it's like the one day out of the year, I'm like, okay, well, this might as well be a Sunday because there is nothing going on. The only thing that I remember about the Derby is I avoid the Bluegrass Airport for sales road area if i'm going to going to or coming from lexington during that time i'll go a different route yeah the uh horrible horrible but i do watch it i do at least see who gets around the track in the 30 seconds it takes them uh but not looking forward to the derby uh it has been a uh pretty pretty uneventful week this week uh week before last of course both shows off the air due to a uh passing away of my family and, uh, but we're back on track now and plenty of rest have been rested up this week and I'm ready for a great show tonight. I got on my return of the Jedi Hawaiian shirt that you all were, uh, giving me a little bit of grief over since I went ahead and opened the box that I was supposed to save for today, which I did save for today, just not for tonight. Spoiler alert. He knows everything that's in it. Yeah, I already, I already knew, so it's not really much of a mystery box or anything like that. But I do have something special that we're drinking on tonight, and I asked each of you to, so get ready for... Yay, oh, a little graphic Whoa, going on there. What about that? Dwight, no, I tripped out because I was like... 
Yeah, something just happened. We just got interrupted by an ad. <laughs> but you did that. All right, cool. Yeah, so we got a little a little graphic there. I was uh, working. I've had that in the, the bag for a minute. And, Chris, uh, of course, the they... new intro for tonight. But we're at the cantina. What do are we drinking on tonight, boys? What's that? Do they serve your con here? No, yes. I got to stay at the door. Yeah, Chris has to go back outside. Yeah. <sighs> You're going to be in here causing trouble. Next thing you know, your arm's going to be laying on the floor. <laughs> I know. I just got to keep my mouth shut, not talk to. Yeah. Well, never mind. I was going a different. I was going to say not talk to young boys, but that would have been like a weird direction. Yeah. Don't, what do you? Yeah, that's about? it's it's already a weird direction <laughs> with that. Talking about Luke Skywalker, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who wants to start off? What are you drinking? You I'm going to guess that Jason is real. drinking. Oh, no, you got I something got different. No, I got some. I got some heat tonight. Oh no! I thought it was gonna be the Millers. Mm-mm. What you got? Y'all, you want me to go ahead and go? I mean, I'll go first. I don't care. Well, mine's mine's a nice yeah. and simple. It's in my it's in my Mando glass. I don't know if you can see that, but oh, that's what what I've heard is friend from work. They call it uh, apple bombs. It's about two fingers deep of Fireball and then a bottle of Angry Orchard. Oh hey, that's pretty delicious. I just noticed that you're using my artwork background. Yeah, and, look at this. Jason yeah, artwork's that. right there, baby. Yeah, I just I drew that. Yeah. I drew that. <laughs> now for me tonight, I, I I went really special because we're talking Star Wars Day. We're we're talking May the Fourth, right? Mm-hmm. We're all three together. We have to do something special. So tonight I said, you know what? Screw it. And we're gonna just gonna go Coors Light because <laughs> <laughs> man, he really switched the gears, didn't he? Woo, man! What a bombshell that was. The mountains are blue, so you know it's cold enough to drink. And what do you what do you want from me? Uh, I was expecting like blue milk or something. He said he's going all Star Wars. I'm like, oh, what's he doing? Oh. I was just jiving with y'all, man. I'm well, I'll take that segue from Chris because I do have oh, blue milk. Blue milk? <laughs> it looks like white milk. It is. It is blue milk. It is. It is not a dark blue milk. It is a light blue blueberry kefir. But uh, I was like, you know, what better for a Star Wars on May the Fourth than some uh, blue Would you milks? Like to soak some uh, blueberry cereal down in it first, and then drain it out to get a blue. <laughs> Which I would never do because Jason knows we do not use the milk we don't from do our cereal. It we is waste. You guys are weird. No, we don't do it. But D- Dwight, I still got to say that uh, that's that's pretty gross what you're consuming there. I <laughs> no, <laughs> milk, milk in general is just a big a big. Well, this is this is a kefir which has all kinds of probiotics in it, and if you do this for thirty days straight, morning and evening. Within You'll 30 days, it's supposed to have all your gut health in check. Oh. So, uh, to two successful podcast boys, let's uh, cheers it up. Clink, clink. Enjoy your milk. <laughs> and by the way, this episode is brought to you by Kiefer. Yeah. <laughs> Dwight and they're going into detail about Kiefer. For 30 days, it will clean you. Slow down, sponsor. Dwight. Get there. Driving. Sponsor. Holy shit. <laughs> He's got a milk mustache now. Damn, I had to go full Luke Skywalker. 
And on that one, the only thing I was missing was the actual cow to milk it from. Well, I don't even want to see that again. (laughs) And it would have been a scene from from the greatest Star Wars movie. Yeah. Oh, man. If that made it in your top four. (laughs) Wow, we're going to have to have a talk. Oh, that's all right. It's going to be a great episode. So uh, a little fun there with, with our drinks and whatnot. But uh, let's talk about the only thing that I can think of that would be considered news today is Carrie Fisher got her star on the Walk of Fame today. And well-deserved, right? Yep. Like, well-deserved. I heard, too, that, like, I guess Billy Lord, her daughter, had to, like, ban the siblings from showing up to it because I guess there's a lot of beef with all that going on. Ooh. They got to come in and they were said something about an article that they were trying to make money off her death. So that really wasn't cool. But people like that are out there, though. Yeah. You know, it's a shame that that's that's what it comes down to. So uh, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, getting her her Walk of Fame honors and uh, such a very memorable character as well. And uh, I think. I think at uh, some point, everyone really had to realize, you know, I hate the, uh, I always like to point out Carrie Fisher because you'll get the <laughs> argument when people are like, well, you know, Star Wars has gone all, you know, all girly and, you know, everything's got to have a girl lead. Well, it's always had a girl Yeah. Lead. It's always been that. I'm like, so, Carrie yeah. Fisher kind of rescued mm-hmm. them in most of the scenes in the first movie, at least. Yeah. The original... Like seventy eight toys didn't do didn't do women no justice though because I got the twelve inch like seventy eight action figure and she doesn't come with a blaster which she used in the original movie you know killing stormtroopers and being a badass she comes with a mirror and a comb and I was like oh man Leia doesn't pack that in the movies get that shit out of there get a gun yeah right I bought my daughter we got a Leia doll put up and it's got blaster and droid and everything so. uh I guess this is back in the day when they're trying to get girls interested in the Star Wars and sci-fi yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Scott MacArthur joining us out there on the live chat. Make sure you're if you're in the <laughs> chat, you participate. He said he thought it was an ad. He was looking for the skin <laughs> Yo, Scott. Scott, me too, man. I was like, the where am, what happened? <laughs> what does, what does uh, Scott, you you on it, man? I, I, I feel you. Oh, so um, yeah. So let me let me ask you this. So we're talking about famous actors in Star Wars, favorite characters in Star Wars. If you were to put together a Mount Rushmore, now a personal Mount Rushmore, not you know who is widely considered the greatest four characters ever. But if you were to put together your Star Wars Mount Rushmore, who would it consist of? Either one of you start us off. Chris, why don't you do the honors? I did the drink, but I'll do this too, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> Chris is the official leadoff. Now to bat leading off for, for the Powerbomb Nation, Chris Payton. I'm going to hit Payton, my ball and take Payton, a base. Um... I don't know. This is like really difficult. I don't even know if I would consider these four the top, top four, but there's so many good ones, man. I just kind of went to different categories and kind of 
picked a favorite out of those categories. So my four would probably be I'm a huge Obi Wan fan. I liked Obi Wan. He's probably one of my most favorite Jedi's. Uh, as far as the newer stuff, probably Doctor Aphra. I really dig. She's probably one of the newest, coolest characters they've made so far. As far as now, like, explain to uh, this is a good shot. Now explain to Jason and everybody who Doctor Aphra is. That'll that'll be a a new name to a lot of the audience. This will no be. Idea. This is a female. She's a female character, and this will be simple for Jason because he's, you know, old school '80s, so I can talk his lingo. <laughs> if Indiana Jones and Han Solo was to have a baby, it would be this person. It would look like Harrison Ford. No. <laughs> as far as her personality and her character, if those two had a baby, that's it'd be Dr. Afra. Okay. That's the way I describe her. Okay, well, that's a cool personality. Then. I reckon. She's, pretty, she's pretty cool. I don't know. She's mainly in the comics now, and I'm kind of hoping she's going to make it to live action one day. John Reed, join us in live chat. You go ahead and throw uh, Ray Skywalker on Chris Mount, Chris's Mount Rushmore. You guys are just push my buttons with these new movies, ain't you? <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so All go right. ahead there. So we got Doctor Afra. No, we won. Uh, as far as the dark side and the Sith and everything like that, I got a place in my heart for Darth Bane. Because if we didn't have Darth Bane, the Sith wouldn't exist. You know, he's the one that made the rule of two. Always a master, always an apprentice. Because back in the day when there was thousands of Sith fighting against the Jedi, the Sith was killing themselves more than the Jedis were killing them. So he came up with the rule of two and just always be two, no more, no less. So I think, and plus he's just a badass Sith too. So he's he's one of my favorites. <clears throat> and, you know, Clone Wars made him canon, so I'm glad of that too. And then last but not least, I can thank uh, Dwight for this one, would be Thrawn. I'm almost done with the second book, and Thrawn's always probably been in my top ten. But after listening to these books, he has jumped up there to the top four. I mean, Mark Thompson has really made this character jump off the pages. Dude, Thrawn is so well written. So yeah. well written. But that's my four. Obi-Wan, Dr. Aphra, Darth Bane, and Thrawn. But like I said, there was so many others. It's just hard to narrow it down. All right. Well, I'll, uh, we'll save Jason for last, <clears throat> and I'll go ahead and throw mine out there. So my, my number one pick on Mount Rushmore is going to be Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, going back to Legends, the heir to the Empire, he was the original successor to Palpatine. That whole trilogy of books, and there's two trilogy of books back there, plus a couple add-ons. So there's, you know, eight or nine books that he's responsible for back in the uh, original Legends stuff, which, and every one of them is a fantastic read. You know, pick up a book, take some time out of your day, uh, and get into some Thrawn, because he's a great character. It's very Sherlock Holmes uh, meets martial arts master meets, uh, who's the uh, Bob Ross He's got a lot of Bob Ross in him as well. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, number two on my list is my all-time favorite Star Wars character growing up. I love me some Jabba the Hutt. Give me Jabba's big mug on Mount Rushmore. It was the only toy 
that I know of that came with a hookah. So, you know, that's pretty badass. So Jabba had his hookah there. You know, he had was in the total party, had all the henchmen. He was the original gangster in the Star Wars universe. He's gangsters F, ain't he? For real. And he had the loyal, salacious D. Crumb. I think he just kind of goes with Jabba uh, at all points. Yeah. B. So number... What's that? I was just letting it. Salacious B, not D. Oh, I'm just trying to get him to represent. He needs to change that from a B to a D and join. He could be salacious. Like, I'm to salacious and I got the D. <laughs> salacious D is nuts. <laughs> so number three, and uh, Chris is going to love this, but I do have to go. I'm going to go with Snoke because I just love the character out of the, out of the uh, new movies. Even the way he killed him off, I just like the air of mystery around it at this point. And uh, he is definitely one of the most intriguing characters that we've had to deal with. Uh, and then number four, I'm going to have to go with Yoda. I mean, there's just so much that he represents about Star Wars. And he's he's just so recognizable and, you know... Originally, to think that that Yoda was going to be George Lucas wanted Yoda played as a monkey with a mask on, versus versus the the puppeteering that we got, and thank goodness he went with puppeteering. But what an iconic, just an iconic character, and that's probably one that's on everybody's Mount Rushmore, just as far as general public. But I didn't put him on there because I don't think he'd fit up there because his ears would be covering other they, people's faces. Well, that's why I was thinking he could set lower than Jabba. So you got some you got some place for ear encroachment across his chest. Gotcha. Scott MacArthur adding in his list with uh, Vader slash Anakin, Thrawn, Darth Revan. Darth Revan's, Revan's a really good one. Or maybe he just meant Revan, maybe the Jedi version. Yeah, maybe just Revan. I I hope Scott's going. I I feel I have a feeling Scott's going with the dark side on that one. And then he mentions someone else. I don't know who that fourth one is. Yeah, I like yeah, what he said. Not the mess we got. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, who Yo. you chiseling in stone, brother? Okay, well, yeah. Let me preface this a little bit now. Uh, I'll be forty-three this year. Not like probably same age. What you're? What I'll be forty-four this year. Okay, so you're a little, Chris, you're a little older, right? You're, you're I'll older. be 49 in June. No, you won't. I, it's my, my girlish figure makes me look younger. So, I mean, I get that a lot. Well, I would have never have guessed. So, you look great for your age. But, well, um, yeah. You so, buy me a drink. You know what? <laughs> I'm see you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, here, here's, here's the thing uh, Star Wars in me, it sort of fizzled out. Um, I saw the new movies, you know, like the, the, the recent three. I'm sorry. I haven't watched. Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I haven't watched any, any. <laughs> you guys are kids. Scott, how old are you, man? How old are you? He's about the same age as me. He's going to come in and be like, I'm 74. <laughs> I saw Star Wars when I was 43. <laughs> when it came out initially. 
No, I don't even know. No, um, but uh, Star Wars for me, and I haven't, and I know, I know that the new series like Mandalorian and all those things are really good um, because thousands and thousands and thousands of people cannot be wrong. And, I've, and, I, and I know that it's good. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched a single episode of anything, any of it. And so my knowledge of Star Wars is very limited to what I grew up with as a kid, what I saw with the prequels in the uh, 90s and 2000s, and with the um, the final three movies that came out in the past, what, 10 years? So that's my knowledge of Star Wars. And uh, as a kid, I loved it. I mean, as a kid, I was, I was obsessed. Who wasn't obsessed as a kid with Star Wars? So all the information I have tonight that I'm going to provide to you is based on what I know about Star Wars. So if we're talking Mount Rushmore for me and what I know, my number four, we're going Boba Fett, right? Because Boba Fett's just, he's cool, right? Like, he's cool. You guys are so impressed. You're like, yeah, whatever. No. Boba I like Fett, it because I, like I know it's going to be all the, the juicy, meaty Star Wars that I love and not... That's the not the not the not the salad stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm anxious to I'm anxious to hear. Go ahead, go ahead. It's not anything crazy, dude. I gave him Jabba the Hutt now. Come on, Jabba the Hutt is not that is no salad on that man. That's that's true. That's pizza. No pizza, pizza hut. No, it's um, but I I love the air mystery around Boba Fett and. He's just always been super cool. So from the start as a kid, Boba Fett was just dope. So Boba Fett, uh, honestly, number three, I'm giving it to Leia. I'm giving my flowers to Leia Organa. Like, sure, she comes off immediately as this damsel in distress, but she has proven that she is anything but, um, and really kind of the heart of the rebellion, right? So... Carrie Fisher, salute to you, Mama. Um, yeah, you deserve that. Uh, you deserve that star on the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, yeah, Princess Leia, man, like she's um, one of the few uh, '80s, '70s, and '80s badass women, right? That we get in the movies. You got Sarah Connor. You got Ellen Ripley. You got Leia Organa, and that's just she's she. Yeah. She's awesome, right? So, um, next is cliche. I mean, I mean, all these are kind of cliche. Darth Vader. Is he not one of the most iconic villains ever? He's one of the ever. top villains of. He's a top villain ever in anything. So. I got a magazine from the eighties of all the villains from movies, and he's—I think he's either number one or number two. One of the yeah, I mean, he's—he's he's up there, right? He's—he's he's, when, when you think iconic villains, he's going to come to mind. You know, you got Skeletor, maybe you got—I don't know, I don't know, but Darth Vader is most certainly going to pop up, pop up in there. So, um, he's a badass. Darth Vader's a badass. He is a cold-hearted badass. And uh, one of the most until, powerful. 
one of the most powerful until the end of Return of the Jedi. And you kind of see where he's he nuts a but, little bit. But that even made him more powerful. Because oh, he came back from you the could side. you could argue that Return of the Jedi was the most powerful that Darth Vader had ever been. You know what? You're right. He he completely it was never I, Luke I Skywalker. Luke I Skywalker would. never stopped the dark side. It was Anakin. Anakin's Ooh. the one that picked up Palpatine and took all the shocks. Luke didn't do shit. No. So get that ass beat. Oh, pussy boy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. There, oh, by the way, well, I'll get into this with Chris in a minute. But <laughs> okay. My, my final, my final is the man himself, Lando Calrissian. Oh, uh, nice pick. The Colt 45. Colt 45. The smoothest dude in the whole galaxy, bro. Like, I would agree with that. Let me tell you something. Let me chill up in the room on Bespin with Lando (laughs) Calrissian and pop the top on a Colt 45 wrapped in a brown paper bag (laughs) and just sit back and chug like, yo, man, where where they at, man? He's like. He's the only one that can pull off a cape. He He always has a cape on. He's smooth with it. Like, he is smooth with the cape. So, Chris, have you read the books with uh, the um, around the solo period and where it talked about when he had the Falcon and there was a cape room? But in the books, it goes into really detail about his cape room and they had to cut some of that out of the movie. No, I, the only solo books I've ever read was there was a Han Solo trilogy that was, I guess it's Legends now because, but I haven't read any books for the new solo stuff. Are you yeah, there was uh, Lando has a cape room. A cape room. He has a he has a cape for every occasion, uh, but they come in really handy. He wears them, and it's real. There's a real big psychological aspect to the uh, to the whole cape thing with Lando. That's why he's the man. I want a cape room. Do you understand what I'm saying? Chris is an old man. Damn. Confirmed by Scott. Uh, Scott calling you out, man. Scott, Scott calling I don't know. Jason thinks I look young and beautiful. I think you look great, I, man. I threw the beautiful in there, but yeah, he I said think, I look yeah, I think you look great, man. So, um, Chris, we're, we'll, well, we'll we'll save Chris for last. Jason, I'm going to put you right back on the spot here. What was what was your introduction to Star Wars, and what was your first memory? Which was the first movie you seen, and uh, how how did that all come about for you? I honestly don't know. I don't remember what the first movie I saw was. I, it probably was A New Hope, um, but I can't. I can't confirm that. I, I, I don't know. Um, growing up in the '80s as a kid, I was born in 1980, right? So that was when Empire Empire came out. So. Um, obviously missed that when when it first came out right when jedi came out i was barely old enough to understand any of it but i had started i do remember i had started getting into and it was probably probably because of my dad i mean honestly he, he you know getting me star wars figures and introducing me to these movies and i'm sure he probably showed me the movies in order he probably showed me new hope empire Daddy, I got to do homework. No, you're watching the trilogy. You got to. This is far more. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was. All I know is I somehow, and I and I have a very vivid memory, but I could not tell you 
what my intro to Star Wars was. That's that's very interesting. I've never thought about that. Um, I do remember I used to have some Darth Vader bubble bath. <laughs> I had Darth Vader bubble bath. It was in a, you know, shampoo type bottle, and the head was his helmet, and it was it said Darth Vader bubble bath on it, and then you go take a bath. Smell like lava and charcoal and stuff. Yeah, it was great. Man. It was great. <laughs> well, you know, they pay a lot of money. You pay a lot of money for charcoal scrubs and all that stuff. Yeah, now exactly. it was just that's what the doctor's time. Is. Yeah, no, but uh, oh my god, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the movie introduction was, but I just know that Star Wars was an obsession for me as a kid, and of course. All the figures I had, I had so many figures, and I still have a lot of them. Some of them I have given to a good friend of mine who was close to completing the collection, and we would trade for other things because I had gotten to the point where, like I said, it hit the Star Wars. It kind of fizzled out for me, and I, um, I, I didn't really care anymore. So I said, "Look, if it's going to benefit you and it's going to make you happy, you're a good friend of mine. Let's do a little trade." I'm willing to come up off these figures for you, but I still have a lot of them. I, I have, I have my original Darth Vader carrying case right here. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, so uh, what's, what's that behind you? I've always been wondering every time I watch Retro or uh, Culture Cast. What's that behind you? It says Star Wars. It looks like a record or something. Oh, it's a. Oh. Oh. The other side. The record? You talking about this? No, it's behind you. I can see the word star. Oh, you actually see it. Yeah. So that came from when I worked at Walgreens. Um, the toy manufacturers would send cardboard stand-ups and displays that would go over end caps of aisles, right? Oh, like the, okay. the ends of aisles. And they would, you know, build a shelf and you, you know, you sell these new Star Wars 12-inch figurines or whatever they were selling at Walgreens or whatever. So I just thought it was kind of cool. It's yeah. got a... Uh, Especially they're like, oh, we're going to throw it out. You're like, no, I'm going to take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were, yeah, they were like, just screw it. We're not even going to put it up. Just we're going to throw it out. And I was like, well, you know what? Like, you care if I take it home? I just thought it was kind of cool. And they were like, oh, you can have it. So I took it home, put it up on the uh, on the wall behind me. So, yeah, it's been there ever since. But, um mm -hmm. Yeah, Star Wars, man. As a kid, huge. Uh, would um, eventually go on to buy the movies on VHS through like Columbia House. I remember doing that. Yeah. Um, Should I bought sixteen copies of Columbia? <laughs> yeah, you still you probably still owe for them, right? Like, nope, absolutely not. Paid every one of those. Paid off. it off. Paid it off. Okay, yep. good. Followed through with house, did you, did you all hear that? He paid it off, man. And, and I did too. So <laughs> I paid I paid mine off. Um, but uh yeah, man, we uh and, and of course, like I said, all the toys allowance day every Friday. We, we, I mean I would get five dollars for allowance day um as a kid. And in the eighties, five dollars went a long way. You could get an action figure for three bucks. And then you could get like a soda and a candy bar and, and there was your five bucks. So. But um, yeah, I remember this kid where I grew up. Uh, 
in stamping ground out, in, out on the outskirts of Schweitzer there in Frankfurt, Dwight. Um, my mom would hang out with this woman in stamping ground and, and, and I became friends with her son. And he took me down in his basement one night and he was like, hey, I got all these Star Wars figures. And I was like, oh, I want to see them. And, uh, you know, I thought I had this shit, you know, but I, I went down in his basement. He had he had all of the shit and he had I remember he had Luke in the land speeder toy and I always wanted that land speeder toy and I never had it. And uh, I just thought it was so, I was so jealous of his collection. Um, even though I thought mine was pretty cool, like he had, he had, he had a, like a one up on me. And uh, I remember sitting down in this kid's basement while mom and her friend like gossiped and, and talked. And we were like oh, playing. Oh man, it was just so cool. Yeah, I mean, I had so much, man. And uh, you know, my R2D2 I had when I was a kid when the, uh, the paint rubbed off because of the play and the wear that I got with it. Mom, I remember my mom taking nail polish and like repainting the lights back on them, like the reds and the blues. And I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome!" Like, <laughs> Probably looks better than the original. Yeah, it had a had a little had a little shimmer to it. It was uh, it was nice, man. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Just um, I had Chewie's uh, bandolier. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but there was there was Chewie's bandolier that you could get. You can actually wear it. And what could you put your <clears throat> could you put your figures on it too? You can put your figures on and carry it around with you. Yeah. So I I rocked that thing, man. I was always walking around the house and walking around the yard with like all my Star Wars figures popped in there. Like, hey, you all play Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> Let me pull out an Admiral Lightbox. Put them down here. Yeah, it was it was super cool, man. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Prime time for it, man. Prime time. Yeah. Well, I, I think 198. When did Return of the Jedi come out? 83, 83 84? 83. Yeah. 83. That was the first one that I seen. Uh, it was it was definitely the first Star Wars, at least the one that I can remember. Um, and I think that's why I always had the the affinity for Return of the Jedi and uh, Jabba the Hutt there, too. I also had my first toy was Jabba the Hutt's playset. And, it, you know, it was Jabba, Salacious, and you had his little <clears throat> trap that he set on. And uh, then the little hookah with the frog in it that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually got that in the Indiana Jones and the um, Lost Ark where you had the little tool you put down and the sun would come through it on the dial. Oh, I had, dude, I had that. I got both of those for Christmas one year nice. or for my birthday or something. Yeah. But I wound up with both of those simultaneously. Um I didn't have a lot of the Star Wars figures and everything. My brother had a lot of them. Uh, my true infinity for Star Wars actually came, I guess, more when they re-released the special editions, you know, and they added a couple scenes to them because then that gave me the attachment of seeing it in theaters. Same. When I and was a so, kid, I never got to see any of them in theaters. Right. It was only until 96, 97 when they put them out then is when I got to see him. And so that's really where my attachment to Star Wars came. It was, you know, much later in my teenage years. And then, you know, episode one came out. And I think me and Chris have talked about this before, but we had a buddy named Melvin. And me and Melvin, when episode one came out in the theaters, I swear we seen that thing 17 or 18 times 
but we would get into his Chevy Caprice and go to Taco Bell, and they were the ones with the tie-ins, you know, the Star Wars Cup. It had Anakin Pod racing on it. So we get Taco Bell, eat that, go over to the theater, watch episode one, come out of the theater, be like, oh, you got anything else to do? No, nothing else. Let's go watch it again. And we'd watch it, you know, two or three times in a day just because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) oh yeah <clears throat> his big his big tail <laughs> so he's about to do something to you and magic together <laughs> about to die <laughs> <laughs> oh well might as well give up now but um then you know read some books and everything in in the Star Wars universe, and then you know, really liked all the all the stuff beyond the movie. I think has really has really captured me more over over the years than anything else. I think you know the Clone Wars and Rebels. Rebels really reignited a lot after uh, you know. If I'm ever feeling down on Star Wars, I can go pop that in and be like, okay, yeah, we're still in a good place because that's a fantastic series. Yeah, that is for sure. I'm actually re-watching it right now. Are you? How far in are you? Uh, I got one episode of the second season. The season finale of season two. That's where I'm at right now. <clears throat> so uh, let me ask you while we got Jason away. So would you? Where? how far are you into book two? Are You, you said you're almost done, right? It's like maybe an hour, hour and a half left. Okay. And this was uh, Treason? Yep. Okay. So this had yeah. a little more of the Emperor in it, right? Yeah. I just finished the part where, which I know I heard it before, but I never read the books where he he told Vader that uh, the Force-sensitive children, which are mainly females majority of the time, but just females that were Force-sensitive, he said they would call them, and he would say something in his language, he said, which translates to Skywalker. I was like, I remember hearing that, and I always thought that was really cool, but I know he just revealed that to Vader. And uh, there was a couple of things, you know, like he would be like saying something to Vader when he's like, yeah, when we went and raided this. And he goes, no, Admiral, you raided it. And he was like, Thrawn <laughs> knows who you are, bitch. Yeah, it's just like, give it up. trying to play. So now now are you in are you in alliances? Or is it is it the one where he gets with Anakin and Vader? Yeah, it keeps bouncing back and forth. OK, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That, that was that was my favorite book out of it. I love that book. Yeah, I'm at the very end of that. It's like, <clears throat> like Anakin throwing the Padme are just now blowing up the factory and the mines, and they're leaving, and Vader and Thrawn are going down to save the chis- children and stuff like that. It's right about the end. It's only about an hour and a half or so left. <clears throat> you know, Disney really is playing the uh, the long game with that Batu. You know, the little place they have. And- there's a lot of stuff that they're tying into that place that people don't realize unless you read a lot of the books, there's a whole lot of the books go back to that. So that's yeah. a, uh, I have a feeling we're going to see in the, the new upcoming films will probably feature Batu in them. Um, well, welcome back, Jason. Hi. All right. So, uh, Chris, like calling his name. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to pee. I had to get a course. <laughs> It was, it was a journey, man. Chris, where did it all start for you? <sighs> 1978, baby. Picture it, was, Sicily. 
He was he was fifty four years old. <laughs> no, I was four. Which a new hope. I, my mom did say we went and saw it. Me and my brother and her. But I, I don't I don't remember a whole lot of it. A new hope. I was only four. Uh, but Empire for sure. I remember in Return. I remember clearly going to the movies and seeing those. And I actually saw those in which you know I know the viewers watching won't know. I don't even know if you guys know, but it was. Brighton Park Theater. Yep. <coughs> I've been to Brighton Park. Oh, my, my opinion, movie at Brighton Park. <laughs> my really opinion is way. Oh yeah, we're so we're so much younger. We don't remember Brighton Park. You're not that well, damn. I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> it was awesome because Brighton Park had the arcade. You can play the arcade before you yeah. went in and saw your movie. It's just Kitty Hawk Records was down the hall. Come on, that was the place, man. The place. But that's where I saw it all. Um, Empire and, like I said, and Return of the Jedi were the first two that I visibly remember seeing in the theaters. Um, I remember 78, which you guys definitely don't remember. No, I wouldn't even, nope. I wouldn't even thought of. The flood of 78. We live, I think I may have told Dwight the story. We lived downtown on Steel Street, close to the Capitol. The flood of 78 got not up to the Capitol steps, but were the big flower median is that leads up to the capital right there the mm -hmm. water the flood got all the way up to that that's how deep downtown was under wow. we lived down on still street so we had to move in 78 and we moved in with my grandparents which they lived off of east west connector behind where commonwealth credit union and the crime lab is over there off the east west connector i don't know if y'all know where that's at. that was mm -hmm. all grassland there's a little farmhouse and they lived on out there and man being four years old five years old I was worried that Santa Claus wasn't going to know that I moved because this is right at Christmas time and I was freaking out over it. And that ended up being like the best Christmas ever because, like, when we came home on Christmas Eve, because we always open our presents on Christmas Eve and they didn't even wrap my presents. They just lined all my action figures still in the package across the base of the walls. I remember getting probably 10 or 15 different three and three quarter inch. I got like a handful of the 12 inch. I got the Death Star playset. I mean, I remember all of that like vividly. Like I just, I don't know. It was probably the best Christmas I ever remember having. My parents weren't very rich, but they they always made a point that for me to have a good Christmas. And I remember even when He Man came out this Christmas, you know, Castle Gray Skull, Snake Mountain, in the same Christmas, about ten of the figures, a couple of the vehicles. I mean. I had a mod. I love let, it. Let me just say, my my parents were the same. We were not rich by any means. Matter of fact, we were. I'd say lower class. I would say but so. Yeah. It was. It was every Christmas, every birthday. They never failed. You like you never as a kid thought about it, and never knew the situation. But you, they always made sure, right, that it was just going to be lit and, yeah. and it was i mean every year it was just phenomenal yeah we don't uh looking back we understand now that they probably sacrificing a lot yeah absolutely it was yeah yeah because I mean, any big thing that came out you know i mean i remember getting the nintendo the original nintendo when it first came out the atari 2600 when it first came out it's like bam yeah. bam but like back to star wars though i mean like I said, I've got all those figures. I mean, Star Wars has been ingrained in me since, you know, early on. And, like, 
as I got older, it's like I still loved it. I never got into a lot of the Legends books and comics and stuff. But when I yeah. got older, older, then I started reading a little bit of it, but I just never got deep into it. But yeah. the mainstream, the main line, the main books, the main I kept up with all that. I've always loved it. <clears throat> so that's where that's where I started that and kept yeah. with it. So what what is your favorite and let's talk about the original trilogy. What what is your go to movie? out of the original trilogy if you're if you're on a desert island and you choose one out of that what is it going to be empire i'm going to have to go empire as well although i do i do have a special place in my heart for return of the jedi but the empire strikes back is like just such a wonderful movie um and you know what the good guy he the good guy didn't win in the end and, and that's and that's that's okay sometimes though so, that's what made it so good it was and that's and well and you knew it was like well, <laughs> again it's star wars taking a realistic approach to a movie yeah. and making it where not it's not always good and all that yeah. <clears throat> much like they did in another movie you knew you were going to get something else out of it too with that you're like, well there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be a third like there's yeah this ended way too messed up to uh to just end it here so yeah no empire, empire I think, yeah yeah empire empire is a great movie man um i mean because you got like the core cast from the movie that started it all is in it so you still get all the beloved cast and then you start adding in all the next generation of bomb cast you get yoda you get boba fett you get IGADA, you get ADATS, you get Hoth, you know, you get the uh, snow troopers. Yeah. You get the Wampa. You get, you get, you're getting all these new creatures, new villains, new. Yeah. New you characters. get all these new settings. You get, you get Hoth, you get Dagobah, you get Bespin. I mean, it's all like in, in everything. It's, it's its own unique, cool setting. And you get so much in it. Um, ah, yeah. I mean, it's. And then you find out the bomb dropper. <laughs> and that was back before the internet. You're sitting there yep. waiting in line, and people are like, I know Simpsons has an episode where they come out like, I can't believe Vader's his father, and everybody standing in line is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know it's funny? You there's 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 several videos on YouTube of um, parents like our age, right? Showing their kids the Empire Strikes Back for the first time. And getting getting their kids into Star Wars and the and, and the kids are the kids are, are into it and and they film their kids seeing that scene for the first time where Vader reveals to Luke that he's his father. And it's so interesting to see that like even now all the things that kids are exposed to, all the shit that kids are probably desensitized to, or or probably just like, nah, whatever, you know, to see them react to um, Vader being Luke's father, even now, it's like, it's endearing, it's endearing as hell, and it's like, oh man, like, they were still shocked by that. If you did, if you did, they didn't know anything about it, right? They didn't. They had no idea. 
So it's endearing. Um, one of the biggest uh, landmark uh, moments in, in movie history, if you ask me. So, Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Uh, yeah. that, that. That poses an interesting question. So you got children, you got somebody you're introducing into Star Wars for the first time. What order... Because now this this has a lot of pop culture phenomenon around just this question, is what order do you properly show Star Wars in? You know, there's some pretty wild theories. I mean, there's some people that are like picking one from yeah, each trilogy, and you're watching it that I don't way. Like that. Um, like how the machete, the machete yeah. theory, or something like that. Oh, you say showing children, but it's like I'm doing the exact same thing with a grown man, John Reed. Right. <laughs> well, that's what I was. <laughs> I mean, he was getting into it. I told him I was like. Let's just go chronological. I'm not going to jump around. I feel like that would confuse people. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to face this with Ava. She's watched some star Wars and anytime we sit down to watch it, I start with Now I start with episode one, but by the time, you know, it rolls around, you're, you've already put together, you know, that scene's not as nearly as impactful. Um, so, so what order do you show them in? I, I think you have to go chronologically now. I think you have to start with one and work your way through it. I feel like if I had kids, yeah, I guess it would be if you're going to show a kid or an adult. It would, that yeah, would be, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That'd be I mean, a big difference. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. Because <laughs> um, if you're an adult and you're not a Star Wars fan. I would say 90% of adults already know that Vader is Luke's father just by not even watching it. Just all the yes. social media That's jokes and stuff. I, I would feel That's they already true. know that without even watching it. That's very true. Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I look, I'm not hating on the prequels. I'm just saying. Someone who's never seen Star Wars, whether they're a kid or whether they're an adult. What would leave the bigger impression? What would make you go, I want to stick with this and see what happens? Would it be the would it be the would it be the prequels starting off with? Because I don't know, me personally, you get me through Clone Wars and I'm like, or Attack of the Clones, and I'm like, ah, I'm done. Like I'm, I don't even really care anymore. Or can you do we start with do we start with new hope and then be like and then explain to them okay so these were written these are written prior to all these other movies that actually came before i think i'd have to start with new hope honestly just being my old man self because i feel like anybody or with adults anybody yeah absolutely um i i just feel like they leave a better impression and might make you want to watch the next one even yeah. more. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think if you're showing somebody new to the franchise, starting with the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy, I don't think you can go wrong. But if you start them with the sequel trilogy, they probably won't come back for seconds. <laughs> it depends on what kind of movies they like watching. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, yeah, you're right. It just depends on the person. I don't know. 
I just like. Myself. I think. I think if I like, <laughs> Dwight's like, if I had, jobs. like if I had kids, or even if I was just chilling with friends that had never seen any Star Wars movie, I would explain to them prior. Okay, these actually came first. This is what is considered really classic stuff. And then we had these, which were meant to act as prequels. And then now, you know, sequels to the old ones I let you watch. I, I think I would I think I would explain it to them, not in chronological <laughs> order, but in the order that they were released and how, how the whole process happened and how I, I think I would I think I would do that. You know, Dis Disney's probably got it right. Start them with Rebels. Start anybody who wants to watch Star Wars with Rebels, and then let them figure out the shit from there. Here. <laughs> let them figure it out. Like, yeah, start with this, and then continue with all these. Could yeah. you imagine someone getting introduced to Clone Wars, but it's through the cartoon? That would be miserable. That would be a miserable watch. Yeah. Or maybe they start with droids cartoon from the 80s oh <laughs> oh here's here? here's do you do you know that uh george lucas carrie fisher requested a copy of the star wars christmas special from george lucas and she would play it at the end of her parties when she wanted shit to start wrapping up she would put that on and then <laughs> what the hell is this oh yo i just remember we got to go pick up little bonnie yeah, we gotta go. honey, we don't even have kids, so I guess we do. Let's go. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Remember, we got kids. We gotta go. So, Jason. Yeah. Do you know that there was an alternate ending to A New Hope? No, I didn't. Yes. Yeah, so, it's the, the alternate ending to A New Hope was at the at the end of the movie, the Emperor's ship and all the Star Destroyers were all going to run out of fuel. And that's how the first movie was going to end because the second movie was going to be called The Empire Hikes Back. I knew this was a dad joke. <laughs> I, knew. I was waiting for it. I was like, where's he going I with this? Knew this is oh. a dad joke coming. Oh, come on. That was pretty good. It was good. But it I knew was it pretty was. good. I knew it was. I was like, he's going to, he's going to come off. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, out of the first three, the first three, what what are you going to take? What what do y'all think about the the prequels and where where all that landed? Well, when it first came out, I wasn't real thrilled, but it grew on me, and I've grown to love them. Let, let me ask you this, because you would have been how old were you when the prequels were released? Well, they come out in 2000, 99, 2000. 99, 2000. I mean, uh, we were we were hanging out when when the uh, I think I was probably about the 25. first one. All right, so so you would have been the age group that that would have been the ones now that are complaining about the sequels. Yeah. Do you, so do you think do you think how you felt about them now and not just they grew on you, but do you think looking back, you know, now that you can look back, how much better they are, or do you still have the same feelings that you had about the about them then as you do the now feelings aren't the, exactly the same but they are close it's like episode one the only thing i would even have a desire to go back and watch with episode one is the duel of fates with obi-wan and qui-gon fighting darth maul because i feel like that was probably 
the best scene in the entire movie. And it was a really good scene. Um, I mean, I appreciate all the backstory and politics of the, you know, but that's the only reason. That, that was the highlight of the movie, I think, was that fight scene. And Clone Wars, or the Attack of the Clones, there's more than just a few scenes. I mean, you're getting introduced to Jango Fett. You know, you see the progression of Anakin. You know, a little bit more story is a lot better. I like it a lot better than Episode One. But then you get to Revenge of the Sith, and Revenge of the Sith ranks high up on my movie list. I think Revenge of the Sith all around is a solid, good movie. But as far as the sequel trilogy, I don't know. I mean, I've like about a year ago, I went back to try to start watching them, and I got through Force Awakens. Oh, we're not there. Hold on, we're not there oh, yet. Okay. We're not there yet. Oh, you don't jump the gun yet. Gotcha. I would think I think Revenge of the Sith is a solid. That's a solid movie, and I can get why a lot of people's favorite movie out of out of the entire saga is is uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, I like the prequels just fine. I I didn't like Attack of the Clones out of all three of them. I thought that was that really. I just didn't care about Anakin and Padme's relationship yeah, I, it was very i don't know i didn't like how they wrote that out it's very uh, darth weird. maul was awesome i love darth maul and again yeah. he's one of the characters that i think they they sliced him in half way too early and you didn't you know the the mass star wars fan might not even know you know the rest of his story how that played out but that's something they definitely could have milked for a few more movies well you do know they George Lucas. For a lot of shows. George Lucas's original idea for the sequel trilogies involved Darth Maul. Is this with he, Grievous? He, he, now Darth Maul was supposed to be the main villain in the sequel trilogies under George Lucas before he sold it. Was it was it going to be Maul and Talon? Yeah, Darth Talon. But she's like one of my favorite Sith too. She's pretty badass. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, but then they would have been with Jar Jar. I don't know about that. It was the duel of fate because whoever would train Anakin, he was the largest part of the fate of the Jedi. So yeah, that that is correct. That was written for uh, whoever won between that was going to seal the fate of the boy. Yeah. And uh, Jason, what were your thoughts on the prequels? Big Jar Jar fan, right? Huge. I love. I love Misa. Love Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Misa love him. No, <laughs> Misa don't. Misa, look, I don't know. Uh, I liked uh, this segment is Bomba bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> I liked uh, the Phantom Menace. All right, I went to the theater and saw that one, um, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm into it. Like I'm into it. I had collected a lot of the figures that that came out. Um, when that dropped and, and I was like, yeah, I was into it. I was like, you know, this isn't, this isn't too bad. Like, I, I, all right. Um, for whatever reason, when attack on the clones came out, I never went to the theater and saw that. Um, and, and, and watched it after the fact, after it was released, I was like, oh, this sucks. I don't know. <laughs> sucks. Um, and then revenge of the Sith, I did go see in the theater and I was like, this is fire. Like, I liked it. Like, 
I just, I just, um, I feel like there was a major overuse of um, CGI in in those prequels, and I, and I, especially like Attack of Clones and, quite honestly, Revenge of the Sith. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I accepted it for what it was. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like we're not like this is. This is your new Star Wars movie, like you're gonna have like you either like it or don't like it, like. And I thought it was I thought it was fine. I just I wasn't um I think I, I had gotten to the point to where I wasn't enthused about Star Wars at the like, This is when this is about when I started going, eh, about Star Wars. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, don't really care. Like I don't hate it, but you appreciate it. I appreciate it. I just don't care. Like, uh, I started realizing I wasn't into it, you know, like I was when I was a kid, and and and, and, and even a teenager. Because even even as a teenager, like I said, when they we released the um, the original trilogy into the theaters, and the Power of the Force toys were coming out, I was buying all those toys. I still got a lot of those toys. Like, uh, I went to the theater and saw all those, you know, and. It, it, I just I was into it. I was still into it. I was like Star Wars school. And then, you know, it just got to to where I was like, ah, I, I think I'm not growing this. And I think that's when I started realizing that I was. And um you know, I know we're not talking about the I'll save it. I'll save it for the new for for the new movies, right? Because we got a segment coming about that, right? Right. So yeah, that's going to be very short. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, because there's shit to say about that. Um, yeah, I just didn't. I didn't really. Uh, I didn't really care too much about it. The magic was kind of gone, and I, and I, and I didn't look at it nearly um, on as on the same level as I did the original uh, trilogy because it was just, it wasn't, let's face it, it wasn't. And uh, I don't know. That's that's kind of why I've, I've hesitated to check out any of the new Star Wars material because I know, like I said, I've, I've, I've heard that Mandalorian, uh, uh, the Kenobi series, all these things are, are so good. <laughs> Right? Or am I wrong? Can no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Don't listen. You're, don't listen. You're, listen you're, to right, the, you're right starting out. You know, the Mandalorian. Oh, the bomb. okay. Yeah. yeah no, watch I Mandalorian. Heard, I heard these things are great. Man. I think you being a musical background, too, I think you would love the score that's in all the Mandalorian seasons. Yeah, you, it's awesome. Really? You would okay. dig that. Oh. Yeah. Well, is Duran Duran like providing the soundtrack? <laughs> <or? laughs> Especially when they're running hungry like a wolf. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I yeah, I don't know. I just um, Star Wars lost, you, you know, Star Wars lost its magic for me, and I don't know if it came with getting older or if it just came with like shittier movies. But I don't know, I don't know or probably was. a combination of both, or both. Um, so uh, I know before we jump out of the prequel stuff real quick, I just want to make note that. 
like Revenge of the Sith is one of the few movies that has the scene where, out of all movies, not just Star Wars, that the fight between Anakin and uh, with Anakin and uh, Obi Wan, where he had the high ground, he jumped and landed, and then Obi Wan. That scene right there just tugs at my heartstrings. I get teary eyed. You know, Obi-Wan telling him he loves him like a brother. He was my brother. You know, that, I don't know. Ewan McGregor delivers that scene. Hey, so let me good. tell you something. Ewan yeah. is a, so good. He's a, he's a great Obi-Wan. I will, I will, I will say I just, that. that. That scene just gets me a little choked up. That he's he's one of the few actors that I will go on record. When I, when I will look back and I was Obi-Wan Kenobi, to me, Obi-Wan Kenobi is now going to be Ewan McGregor. Uh, and and that's you know that's pretty impressive that he could he could surpass Sir Alex, but uh, I think when looking back on it, you know, they they fixed that in the original trilogy where they put young Anakin. How soon before they're going to put young Obi Wan? I mean, wouldn't it make more sense if Anakin gets to be young and not you know wouldn't Obi Wan probably choose his younger younger version as well? I don't know. I think, I think their logic behind that was that's what he looked like when he last was on the light side. I think that's why they don't show the older self. Of yeah, or they looked at, hey, we cut this out. We can completely get rid of the rights for someone else. All right. You know, there's there's definitely a trust that, that's going into his name too. Every time it's every time it's shown. So let's get this last segment over really quickly, and we'll be through all the movies. Um, so let's touch on the prequels now, obviously, <laughs> obviously not a lot of huge fans but let me just break this down for you okay force awakens is what it is it's a jj abrams uh, fanfared fest that's what that's what he wanted i did not much care for the force awakens i definitely think it's the worst of the of the uh sequels the last jedi and this is this is where me and Chris have a have a disagreement. Now I need to go back and watch the Rise of Skywalker. Somebody said you can go watch it a couple more times. You pick up on a few things. I've only watched it twice, so I'd like to go back and watch it a couple more times. The Last Jedi is the Star Wars movie that I think, outside of a Phantom Menace, that I've watched the most. And the thing that I like about the Last Jedi is it put a really realistic expectation on how things probably would have played out and everybody knows when the new government comes in it's going to get filled with the same corruption because that's what governments do so it portrays that in the movie so you already have that looming in the background they're no better than the empire was because they do things that are mean to other people so you know it's one side or the other you had luke skywalker who is hiding away on Octu because he had so much power that he found after Return of the Jedi. He developed all this power and was in control of so much. He didn't know what to do with that. He had nobody there to show him his way. There was no official training. He never became a Jedi master. It was realistic for him to go back and be like, I didn't know what else to do when I seen that much dark power of course killing it came to my mind and there's also a scene in return of the jedi which chris you just went and watched in theaters where luke goes absolutely ham 
on Darth Vader. And you're not telling me that that guy in that particular scene couldn't have wound up on Octu, kind of being like, okay, man, I, I've seen some shit that just, you know, screw it. Screw it. Luke, I'm done. Luke Diggo Ham in, in Jedi. Yeah. I mean, that is a legitimate thing that he could have been like, all right, screw this. I'm out. There's too much power. I can't control it. I can't stop it. The force is going to do what it's going to do. And here I'm just going to chill in my little hut with my fish ladies bringing me some towels every morning and drink some green milk milk. and chill. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was an unrealistic fashion for Luke Skywalker to go. It is if you're comparing that Luke Skywalker to all the legends Luke Skywalkers that take place after Return of the Jedi. But let's just base it off the movies. He continues to be a whiny ass in The Last Jedi, just like he was in Return, just like he was in Empire, and sure as hell just like he was at A New Hope. That's every Skywalker. Yes, I know. And he, so where else would a whiny Skywalker go but to be with themselves? They run away from everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like the sequel trilogy just because it, it was all poorly written. It was all poorly written. Look, here, here's my deal. I'm sorry, it's, it's, not only do I think that people like Finn and Ray, they don't carry that iconic air about them but i legitimately did not care about their characters like i just did not care about their characters like i finn you're a piece of shit ray you're a piece of shit you're all disposable don't really care what happens to you you suck both of you you suck um you're no leia you're no han you're no Luke. You're no Chewy. I mean, I, I just, that I could not find a sense of relation with them in, by any means. I, I just could not. And I, I didn't care. Like, I just didn't, uh, I, I, I don't feel like the story was fleshed out enough. I don't feel like their characters were developed enough for me to go, God, I'm really hanging on to them like I did Han Solo or uh uh like i said lando even lando who had didn't have realistically looking back that much uh you know what i mean like uh i like lando more than i do like finn or or ray like i I don't know i did this they didn't do it for me and um i i don't know what they were going for with the characters i'm not quite sure um I just know that Captain Phasma could have been fleshed Badass. out a whole lot more and could have been a really cool character. Her book is amazing. Really? One of my favorite characters. Okay. To me, the sequel trilogies are all about the bad guys. It's oh, nothing true. about yeah. General Hux, Captain Phasma, yeah. Kylo Ren, yeah. Supreme Leader Snoke. The axed stormtroopers with the axe are cool as hell. The Praetorian Guard. It's all about the, the, the speech that Hux gives in A Force Awakens is absolutely one of the most powerful little scenes, I think, ever. I mean, just the visuals and then that very German-esque 
you know, speech that he gives there. Yeah. And the fact they ran that in, um, Chris, did you ever watch the cartoon resistance? They ran that scene inter intertwines with where resistance was. And the, the main character in resistance was invading that base when that speech goes off and to hear it from a, from like the stormtroopers that were on the lower levels from their standpoint, because they all stopped saluted, you know, we're trying to watch on the monitors and everything gave it a lot more gravitas to it as well. To, to me, the sequel trilogy is more about the, the bad guys than it is about who's, who's kind of saving them. Who's saving them is probably just setting up for future, for future episodes. To me, it was all about how does the empire return? How did it come back? And, you know, however misconstrued the end may have got, I really, I really love the characters they introduced as your, as your bad guys. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't, um, Captain, Captain Phasma, I remember seeing the trailer for Force Awakens and going, uh, that's, that's your new, that's your new main villain. That's your new, that's your new main baddie. And then didn't even make it to the movie. And I was like, there was no development. I didn't. I knew nothing about them. Um, I just thought it was a, a missed opportunity. I was like, that just looks badass. And uh, yeah, so this know, thing is just poorly written. It's like poorly written. Well, like shit. Ray, shit. like Ray. I had no issues with Ray. I just feel like she was poorly written. That whole, to me, in my opinion, that whole trilogy should have been about a younger Luke, a little five-year-old Kylo. That should have been oh. the first movie. You know, Luke training Kylo, building the Jedi Order. You know, maybe towards the end, you kind of see a little darkness in Kylo. And then the second movie, you can introduce Rey a little bit. And Kylo gets more powerful and switches over to the dark side by the end. And, then, you know, he still sacrifices himself for Rey at the end and all that. But and then that should be a good pass the torch to Rey and she could, you know, start her own journey. But, yeah, man, Dwight's talking about I just think they made Rey too powerful with zero training and i didn't i didn't care for it no i i agree yeah i don't know i just and you, you but know there, but there's, there's things in that each movie each of those three movies there's things i take out of it that i do like but as far yeah. as a whole i don't really care yeah. for it i did i did go to the theater to see force awakens and um last jedi and i remember leaving the theater and just being why do I yes. do this? No, no, actually, it was the complete opposite. I think I was in a state of like, God, oh, that was that was awesome. And I would talk about it to like, I remember I remember I would go with my friend Chris and, and my brother, and we'd talk about it on the way home, like, man, like, that was cool, right? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then I started like thinking about it after the fact, and I was like, you know, like, you you were tripping out in the car on the way home. That, that actually wasn't really that cool. Uh, <laughs> what were you excited about, Jason? Like it wasn't good. And uh yeah, I don't know. It was um I don't know. I just didn't I didn't all right. So let's talk about something good. <laughs> let's talk about something good before we wrap up here. So we got the nine movies, but we got two movies that kind of coincide with that. And we got two different time points here that, that all come between three and four. We got Rogue One, 
Rogue One was great. Right? Rogue One yeah, was a really Rogue good movie. One was great, man. Who who was your favorite character out of Rogue One? I don't think Rogue One gets as much praise as it used to a couple years ago. Oh, the one with the thing. No, I'm kidding. I have no idea. I don't really know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I saw it one time and I but I was like, yo, this is cool. This is cool. Plus, I love the way they like cliche as it is, probably. I love the way they segued into New Hope. Like that was just chef's kiss yeah. you know yes. what i mean like that was that was beautifully done um yeah i don't know so, i have to go back and watch it but uh now jason have you seen solo i've not seen solo okay solo is yeah. really good if you were to take one one star wars movie and just just run with it enjoy it i think you would actually enjoy solo a whole lot. Yeah, you get yeah. a younger, you get a younger Lando in there too. Oh yeah, yeah dude, you would love. Yeah, you get to Lando. see his closet of capes in that movie too. Yeah, you get to see his. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> his cape closet. Woody Harrelson's in it. Yeah. Oh, you can't go wrong with him. No, no, not at all. And he yeah. plays a very. It's really good. And the guy plays. Uh, the guy plays Han Solo does a really good job. Yeah. I mean, it's as good as you could possibly hope for anybody to do in that position. That that's where you should say if you ever wanted to give Star that's Wars another shot. I've heard I've heard so many mixed things about it. I've, I've heard them. It's it's American graffiti mixed Star Wars. Or I've heard it was great. So, well, Ron Howard produced it, right? So mm -hmm. there's your American graffiti right there. Because that's he produced American graffiti. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, Scott's and, and not I a fan American of solo. graffiti. So uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to go over the last thing I got for us here, and then we'll, we'll get off here, is I wanted to go over a list of some of the most obscure items that you can find from Star Wars. All right. Oh, items? Yes. Oh, I thought you said like ships and machines. That's no, no. I'm... This is going to be like weird marketing items that, that you would find here. So let me... The first thing that's going to pop up is a Jar Jar sucker. I thought that was the, a Jar Jar flashlight. It is a Jar Jar sucker where the tongue is the actual candy. Well, that's not. That's very candy. sexual. Now these. Wookie Crocs. What? I think I could be in on a pair of Wookie Crocs. I could, Dwight, I could totally see you sitting around a crib wearing some Wookiee Crocs. Dude, I, I still got, have no respect for people who wear Crocs. I got I a, I do not own a pair of Crocs, by the way, Chris. Uh, but I have a Chewbacca fur coat that I break oh, well, out on the, the fancy you occasions. Rock those with that. Yeah. And you are just out here fuck flexing on them. Who doesn't like to bathe in the dark side? Okay. I have to admit that I think I would do the Darth Vader shower head. It's kind of cool. I mean, I'm like, I'm like a front. That's kind of cool. Slave Leia perfume. <laughs> had no idea that they made Slave Leia perfume. What'd that be smelling like? What's it smell like Job of the Hutt. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith air sickness bag. What? 
a no, tauntaun sleeping bag. Yo, that's cool. Yo, I say that at the GameStop. That's cool. I dig that. I like that too. I want to get Bantha that for my dog, dog costume. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yoda slippers. Mm, these are I the mean, slippers you're looking for. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot on the feet. What do y'all think? Yeah. I think I would trip over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not hating. I'm just saying that's a lot on the feet. That is that is cool. That, uh, that is cool. I would like to have. If anyone out there knows where I can obtain said mug, please let me know. That is pretty cool. And I think that is it. Hey, yo, my top pick, Java coffee mug, man. Yeah, yeah, I would like to have the Java coffee that's mug. That's pretty That's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. It looks a lot like the old toy. And it, I'd like uh, to have the Jar Jar tongue sucker. That, I bet you would. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do you all have any parting words before we go, Jason, Chris? No, I'm just no. sorry that I suck at Star Wars and only know what I know. And that's the most important part is what you know. Here's mm -hmm. the thing. I feel like I know the best and most important. Other than, of course, like Mandalorian, right? Like, so, I don't know. Yeah, you, Mando. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm, I was. A, I'm a Star Wars fan. I just. I. I, I find it hard to, um, to be able to get into all the things that are coming out now, and and I think yeah. I've lost. I think I've lost a little faith in. Um, and in not every one of them are bangers. I'm yeah, not giving things a chance because of how I've been, maybe a little jaded with some of the movies. And, and maybe that's not okay of me. Maybe that's maybe that's wrong. But uh, yeah, I can't know. live life being jaded. No, I don't want to be. All we you are also, saying is give Star Wars a chance. Yeah. One more All chance. we are saying give Star Wars a chance. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, join us next week at this time slot on Thursday, nine thirty, for the Culture Cast. Me and Mister. Jason Shepard are going to talk about the uh, arcade, the rise and the fall of I the know. arcade and where we're at with video games now. And then join us Friday at 830, where me and Mr. Chris Payton are going to talk about Tatooine. Talk about all the cool things you'll find where Skywalkers hate sand. Friday night on Do or Do Not. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think that was the perfect... I think that was the perfect uh, exit for this. So like Jason said, like, and subscribe. That's what I was, that's what I was saying.